0: Welcome to The Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupee. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, podcaster and studying for a master's in nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, healthy living to allow you to live your best life. Remember, you can listen to full-length episodes of the Doctor's Kitchen podcast wherever you listen to pods. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and vegetables per person, two servings per recipe and all using one pan. Curries, stews, tray bakes, you name it, it's in the cookbook.
1: And then I spread further into mycobacterial disease and obviously bumped into TB and started working on TB and I've been working on TB ever since, tuberculosis. So, um, And then tuberculosis bumped into antimicrobial resistance a few decades ago and it's becoming increasingly a problem in antimicrobial in, in that we had drug-resistant strains of TB appearing fairly soon after the first drugs such as streptomycin, rifampicin, et cetera, were introduced. Um, drug resistance soon followed, and that then prompted the use of combination therapy, giving many drugs, and that uh, kept the problem back for many years. But then, particularly in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, Suddenly, these strains were appearing that were uh, first of all drug resistant to a single drug, and then multi drug resistance to many drugs, uh, extended drug resistance to usually six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 kind of drugs. And now we even talk about totally resistant strains. Mm-hmm. These are strains that are turning tuberculosis in, in places where the disease is common from a curable disease to an incurable disease and potentially bringing us back to the 19th century when most people in Europe were dying of tuberculosis because at that time there was no treatment. And uh, with these really ultra-resistant strains of TB that are now um, prevalent, um, that nightmare scenario is returning, that TB may become untreatable again. So uh, what that is prompting is, is uh, research, and that's uh, what my work uh, is all about uh, here at the uh, University of Surrey on uh, TB, and um, um, we work on a number of different um, uh, projects, including looking at vaccines and development of vaccines, but um, most recently looking at um, drug resistance, and particularly a kind of a kind of pre-drug resistance state that we call persistence. Now. What happens in persistence? Well, actually, I'll tell you, first of all, what happens, what we mean by drug resistance. And that is that if you take a bacterial population, hit them with a drug, say rifampicin, if it's TB, um, then about one in 100 million cells in the population will, by chance, have a mutation that will make it resistant to rifampicin. And that's what we call genetic resistance. You then take, so if you take hundreds of millions of TB cells, expose them to rifampicin, just rifampicin, one in a hundred million will be resistant. And if you grow it up, it will continue to be resistant. And that's what we call genetic resistance. It's heritable resistance and it's caused by a mutation in the genome. And we understand that and that's, what, that's what's causing the problem in MDR TB, multi-drug resistant TB and in other organisms, similar problems of genetic resistance. But... There is another state, and that is if you take mycobacterium tuberculosis or any bug and any antibiotic and you treat it with an antibiotic uh, for say a day or so and then you remove the antibiotic, you will kill 99.99% of the bacteria, but some of them will remain and when you take these and grow them up, they're not resistant. They're just like the parent. They're just as sensitive as the parent to the antibiotic. But somehow, they manage to survive exposure to antibiotic. And these we call persistence. And we think they're kind of progenitors of drug resistance. Because if you get cells surviving the drugs for long enough, then you'll eventually get a mutant turning up. So there's a lot of interest in the field of finding out more about these persistence, these bacteria that um, are... um, are uh, able to survive antibiotic and no one we don't really know how or why they are able to survive antibiotic but we know that it correlates with some factors for example growing slowly is a good thing but to survive antibiotics growing slowly so in the latest paper i call uh, i can't with uh, there are other factors as well that are, are associated and and what i just desc- what we describe it as in this paper that we've just published is what we call a hunkering down um, hypothesis, that there are many ways by which bacteria will spontaneously and through random fluctuations inside their cells, go into a hunkering down. And by hunkering down, I mean kind of just getting under the radar, getting, getting yourself into a bomb shelter, moving slowly, doing everything slowly, protecting yourself, then you might survive the onslaught of antibiotics. And this hunkering down seems to be something that happens randomly. If you, for example, look at all of the cells in the population, and we do this by looking down the microscope or looking at how fast it takes for a cell to replicate, you get what's called a normal curve or a Gaussian curve, which has that normal shape like that. One in fast-growing cells, the other end slow-growing cells. So some of the cells spontaneously grow slowly. Some of them may have other differences. They may make less protein. They may make more protein. And all of these random fluctuations inside cells will end up with some of the cells being in this hunkering down state. And this hunkering down state will allow them to survive antibiotics, but only for a generation or two, then they lose it. So it's not really heritable in the long term, but it's heritable long enough for them to survive a dose of antibiotics. So we're trying to work out more about that, and there's all sorts of odd things that we don't really understand.